0: Please welcome, Tim Simpson. Hello. Um, I, uh, I've never been one of the, the cool kids. Um, I struggled with popularity. And that's probably the way I, uh, growing up I struggled with popularity, now I'm, I'm yeah. But, <coughs> no, I, I struggled with popularity, and that's probably the way I would have described it, because popularity was like a thing that, like, happened to you. It was like a blessing from above, or you were born with it, or, you know, what I knew was um, that, I'm oh, sorry, I'm going to adjust this, because I'm taller. The, uh, I, I knew that um, the kid across the street, Stephen Budd, best friend growing up, Stephen had it. Stephen was popular. But I wasn't. Steven got invited to like the cool kid parties, and he was in on the cool kid, you know, jokes, and uh, he got included in the, the, the cool kid games at recess, but I, I wasn't. And it, that seemed to be kind of like a common thing for me for just most of elementary and middle school and high school. And, and But now it's fine. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, this was really apparent to me in middle school because... I, like, people can, kids can be awfully mean to each other. Um, but in middle school, uh, I got teased for just about everything, right? It's like the things that you, like, would do to get out of teasing from one thing would be the thing you got teased for the next day, right? Um, so I got teased for being overweight, and I got teased for braces, and I got get teased for being in the honors, you know, classes. Um, but, uh, and by the end of middle school, I was... I was kind of done with, with that, and so uh, for, I was excited for high school, because high school is like, you know, they, they show it in the movies, and that's when, you know, that's when things start to like really get interesting, right, and um, so I started high school, uh, and I went to school in town, so this is going to keep everything anonymous, no, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, my first year of high school, uh, I was unpleasantly surprised to find out that it was very similar to middle school. Uh, In fact, most of the people that I went to school with came with me, Um, and uh, it, it, uh, yeah, and on top of that, you know, you're no longer the cream of the crop, the eighth grader, you're now the bottom rung of, you know, the barrel, you're the ninth grader, like, you know. But my freshman year, uh, so in addition to all the other nonsense that goes on, I actually got uh, physically bullied a bit. Uh, I got, I got kind of like, no, like, I didn't really get beat up, but I had altercations. Um, and uh, I, my, my locker happened to be in kind of a, a crummy part of the school and so it got broken into like four or five times my calculator got stolen my par- <laughs> by the end of my freshman year my parents were tired of it and so uh, they decided they were going to look at a private school for me because um, I went to a public school at this point point. and at first I was resistant to it but kind of given everything that had been going on I, I eventually kind of thought you know Maybe private school is what I need. It's just a different place and different people, right? So I don't have to fight the same things. Little did I know, right? Because uh, I start at a private school, a small, prestigious private school in St. Louis, uh, anonymous, and and, um, it was good, but it was bad because uh, you are coming into your own little bubble, right? And I... uh, I was one of two people to start sophomore year. Who starts sophomore year, right? Um, and this was a K through K-12 school. And so a lot of these kids had known each other for like a decade, right? And so I was part of the, you know, I was the new kid, right? And um, I played football. That was kind of in my favor. Um, but uh, I, I, was, I was trying to establish myself as, as one of the cool kids. I just, I wanted to be popular. I didn't want to be picked on. And um, of course, my mom uh, finds out that the other new kid who also plays football and can drive um, lives close to us. And so now I get to ride to school every day with the new kid. And uh, the new kid is uh, a a little bit awkward, right? Not like me, just a bit awkward or a bit more awkward. And that's maybe the way I would say it now, but like, as a high schooler, you don't use the word awkward to describe your classmates. You're much meaner, right? So th- I would say he was, he was kind of a loser, right? And he was a bit of a nerd. I mean, I was a bit of a nerd, but he was really a nerd, right? <laughs> and I, I was just trying to kind of distance myself from that. But I seemed like thwarted at every turn. I had to ride to school with the awkward kid. And, and then I started playing football, and that was great. I was starting JV defensive nose tackle, whatever that is, right, <laughs> and, um, and then halfway through the season, I break my arm, and I have to sit out the whole rest of the season, and it's like a hairline fracture, but the, the kids on the team don't understand that, they, like, they're, like, you're just sitting out the whole, they don't, they don't understand why I'm sitting out the whole time, and it's because the doctor said six weeks out, and that was the rest of the season, and you're trying to follow the doctor's orders, but everyone's making fun of you, and I was in the honors classes there, too, and like, as everyone knows, the honors classes is where you go to meet the cool kids, right? <laughs> that's, that's, how I, that's how I established my new empire, is, you know. Um, and, and, uh, and so I, I, I just feel kind of thwarted at every turn, um, and one of my reprieves is German you snicker for good reason, right? You know, like, everybody's like, oh, yes, German is where I go to meet the cool kids. Well, we just had a good mix in my German class, and so I thought, this is a, you know, I, it's worth making friends here. Um, and I, you try it as I might, it's still a classroom environment, and I'm not really plugged into the right circles, They're, it's a private school, they're very clicky. Uh, it, that first year was really rough, you know, just, it was hard to make friends. But I eventually started to kind of make friends, and, uh, but I was always kind of like, I, I like my friends. I don't want to get rid of them. But I just I still I want to be I want to be one of the cool kids. I want to be popular. I want I I want people to stop trying to make fun of me, and like I want to hang out with I, I, the cool kids. Were attractive, right? So it's like I want to be like them. And the, clearly the solution is become a cool kid, and then you're attractive. That's how that works. <laughs> um, but that's not how people think, you know. That. Um, so I'm spending time. Trying to get to know people in the German class. And uh, um, at the end of junior year, they announced an exchange program to Germany. And I'm thinking, oh, here's an opportunity to kind of get to know some of the cool kids from the German classes, like outside of class environment. You know, this is, I'll just, we'll get buddy buddy on the trip. And um, I decide to go, I sign up, and as we get closer and closer to the date. And I find out that none of the cool kids are going. In fact, none of the cool kids are going, and none of my friends are going. The people that are going are kind of the misfits, the troublemakers, you know, the losers, and the nerds, right? Uh, And it's just like, great, okay, well, I'll still go to Germany, it'll be a worthwhile experience, I get to, you know, I'll hang out with the teacher, Doc, Doc Kalmar, And and so I I go to, to Germany, and immediately, once I get to Germany, I'm still trying to kind of figure out who... Who are the cool kids here? Who, like, let's, little mini clicks on a, on a foreign exchange trip, and this happens, like, I don't know if any of you have been on an exchange trip, it's like, or isolated with a small group of people that you don't know that well, you immediately start, like, kind of, like, what's the pecking order here? And, um, I'm over there, and I'm, so I'm, I'm, it's not so much that I'm gravitating towards the misfits, as I just really don't want to be associated with the nerds and the losers, right? So I'm, I'm spending time, with the misfits, the troublemakers, and I'm trying to get uh, on their good side, I'm trying to impress them. So I do all the dumb things that you do when you're trying to impress people who do dumb things. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, so we're, you know, we're supposed to go to classes and help out, teach English to like, you know, some of the kids at the, the exchange high school that we're at. And we're skipping class and we're going down to the, the gas station and we're buying a Bex, right? And we're drinking a Bex. 10 30 in the morning because it's we're, drinking age is 16 there and i'm 16 so why not and um and then we're sneaking out behind the gas station we're having a cigarette you know and i get super nauseous which nobody thinks is cool <laughs> and <clears throat> i uh yeah I, like we were you know I, just all these embarrassing things to talk about now but at the time it made a total sense to me and uh while we're there um we're in lindau germany which is um it's uh, in the it's in the Alps. Um, it's right there on the border of it's the Bodensee. It's right on the border of Germany and Austria and Switzerland. So we were taking little day trips, kind of out everywhere, and even on these little day trips, you know, we get on the train and we go get our own compartment, and th- that's where the cool kids were hanging out. It's like in this little compartment, and uh, and one of the trips that we went on, uh, we went to visit Neuschwanstein Castle. Um, which, for those who don't know, is the castle that Walt Disney's Cinderella Castle is based on. Um, it's also, it was built by Mad King Ludwig, uh, and they called him Mad because it's up in the mountains. Like, he made people, like, carry all the materials for a castle, like, way up into the mountains, and he built one up there. Evidently, he, I think he built two. There's, like, a sister castle nearby, anyway. I, like, crazy, right? Uh, I, I, we've certified him. He's mad. And, uh, <laughs> but we go on a trip... Uh, to Neuschwanstein, and uh, it's it's in a little town called Fussen, Fussen, Germany. Which, if you had to translate it, would be feet. <laughs> <coughs> um, and I I have a theory. I think the reason why it's called Fussen and feet is because as soon as you get there, you have to hoof it up the mountain <laughs> to get to the castle. And uh, so we we go up the 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 mountain to the castle, and, you know, I, I'm a slightly overweight, uh, you know, out of shape football player, And so by the time we get to the top, I'm, you know, kind of huffing a little bit, and um, I'm just getting a little tired, you know, and uh, we go on the tour, and there are um, lots of tourists, it's really, really crowded, and there's lots of people taking flash photography, lots of languages being spoken, that most of which are not English or German, um, and we go on this tour, and it's interesting, but kind of partway through the tour, one of the cool kids that I was hanging out with got upset about something that I said, and, and she kind of like snapped at me, right? And I was just kind of like, I'm, I'm done. I don't, like, I just, I don't really, I don't want to be here. So we finished the tour, and we go outside, and I was just tired. Now, I didn't, I wouldn't have really noticed this at the time, or known how to describe it, but I'm an introvert. Um, and... I, I need my alone time to recharge. I, I don't like. I have a social anxiety a little, a little bit, and so, um, and so stuff like that kind of stresses me out. And so, you know, after all these events, I just want to go home. You know, I just wish I was at home. And uh, Doc, the teacher, says, "Okay, we're going to go on a hike now." <laughs> and so they're going to go hiking in the mountains around Neuschwanstein Castle, which I'm sure would have been beautiful, but I was, I was not interested. Thankfully, Doc said, "If you don't want to go on the hike, just wait by the ticket booth, and, and we'll we'll meet you there." And uh, and so I was like, "Oh great, okay." So I just kind of went and found a place to sit down and was kind of enjoying the scenery. It was, it was like a little too hot, you know. That was another reason why I was tired. Just it's like just slightly too hot to be enjoyable. But uh, the um, before I knew it, I, I looked up. And the, the other two students who hadn't gone on the hike were two of the, well, nerds, you know. And so I'm stuck here, and it's like, oh, I, I didn't really want this. And um, I'll refer to them as uh, Mr. Nerves and Mr. Pitts, because we're, we're keeping things anonymous, right? Mr. Nerves, it's called Mr. Nerves because he got on everyone's nerves. <clears throat> he uh, he was kind of a short guy, wiry, high-pitched voice, loved to argue, was usually wrong. <laughs> and he tried to fit in with the cool kids, and he was not a cool kid, and everybody knew it, except for him. I mean, the nerve of somebody like that, right? <clears throat> and then there's Mr. Pitts, and Mr. Pitts gets his nickname, not because of anything that he did, but because I was a bit of a jerk, right? On this trip, I'm trying to fit in with the cool kids, and... We were on a bus ride, and I just cracked, like, the most hilarious joke in the world. And Mr. Pitts had the audacity to correct me. Now, Mr. Pitts was a big guy, and he was a sweaty guy, but he was also a bit of a know-it-all. And so when he corrected me, I was kind of furious. And so I did uh, something that I'm still embarrassed about today. Like, I I said, I I turned to my newfound friend, and I said, you want to see a magic trick? I pulled out my magic squirt gun and I shot his armpits and then I lifted his arm and behold, it was soaking wet. And everyone laughed at him and, you know, after I'd kind of dropped my bomb, it was time to get off the the school bus and so I kind of dropped the bomb and then I walked away because, you know, cool guys never look back at explosions, right? (laughs) And, you know, it felt really good for like 10 seconds, but it didn't take very long for me to feel like that ah, was a jerk thing to do. But I can't say that. But we were there at Neuschwanstein Castle waiting outside, Mr. Pitts uh, and Mr. Nerves and I, and they're arguing about something, and it's irritating me that they're even arguing about what they're arguing about, and I, I'm kind of getting drawn in, but not really. And, you know, 30 minutes goes by, waiting. 40 minutes goes by, waiting. 50 minutes goes by. It's kind of like, uh, didn't he say that they'd be back in like half an hour? We got to an hour, and it's like, okay, something's not right. Something, something's not right here. But he hadn't given us other instructions, and so we, uh, we decided to wait some more. Uh, we waited like an hour and a half to two hours, and then we were like, well, I, it doesn't seem like they're coming back. And we know we have to go to the train to get out of there. So we walk down the hill, nobody's there. We walk to the train station, nobody's there. We wait around for another little while. And uh, thankfully, Mr. Pitts had the phone number of his host family that we were staying with over there. And so after like 20 minutes of uh, three high schoolers with broken German trying to negotiate with a very patient operator on a payphone, Um, we managed to get in touch with, uh, our host family, and they, of course, know Doc's cell phone number, they called Doc's, because this was back in, you know, 1997, not to age myself here, but, um, and so cell phones were kind of rare, so they get in touch with Doc, and Doc calls us at the payphone, and Doc is pissed, where were you, we're like, where are we, where are you, it's like, you didn't meet us at the ticket booth, we were standing right next to it, yes, of course we were there the whole time, we never moved, And he's like, what do you mean? And it's like, the ticket booth at the top. No, the ticket booth is at the bottom. We had thought he meant the ticket booth that we were standing next to when he said, wait at the ticket booth. He thought the ticket booth at the bottom where we bought our tickets. So he was still pissed, but he he told us how to get home because he wasn't coming back. They were already on the train. They had already gone. I've talked to other high school teachers since then, and, and they're basically like, oh, yeah, if I had students that just disappeared, I'd take the ones that I had with me back home first, right? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I mean, what, what, you don't know where the other person are. Where are you going to go? But he told us how to get home. We took a train from Fussen to Bisenhofen. Great name. Um, <laughs> name that, uh, you know, a teenage boy can never make inappropriate associations with, right? And, and then we, we took another train back to Lindau. And so that's how we get home. And, uh, and I remember the next day the cool kids, the cool the kids I've been trying to get in with, they were making fun of me. Like, it was my fault that Doc had essentially abandoned us at the castle. And I just remember being like, "I this isn't what I wanted. You know, why am I trying so hard for this? Um, and I just, because we had to work together to get home, you know, I, I had a greater appreciation for Mr. Pitts and even Mr. Nerves, right? You know, I, like, it just... Why was I trying so hard for this sort of thing? And I think, you know, with 20 years of hindsight, you know, and uh, a little bit of reflection, it, it's like this is, this is typical for me, at least, and I, I assume that it can be the case for some of you, that y- you want something kind of indescribable or not realistic so bad that you just, you're just willing to wait for it, or you, you're just hoping that it's going to fall into your lap. And there, there's something to be said for hope right? And there's something to be said for being patient. But there's also something to be said about not fooling yourself about the way things are uh, and um, the way things can be. Because if you do that, you can tend to miss out on what's right there in front of you. Thanks.